the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad to hear you, have you hear us today. And you are going to be glad that you joined us because we have a great guest, Mark Bartz, who is one of the most experienced career consultants in the U.S. And as you know, we're here to give you the skills and tools that you need to take control of your own career. And Mark has been doing that for 25 years, running MedicalSalesMentor.com and recently merged with one of the nation's most prestigious recruitment firms, Floodgate Medical. So Mark, we're excited to have you here today. And we're going to be talking about how to help people find the right role in the shortest time. So thank you for joining us. It sounds good. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. So let's dive in and talk a little bit about how job search has changed in the last two years. What have you seen change in, in job search these last two years? Yeah, I, it's really three things come to mind right away and you need to be aware of all three of these. So we go back to 2019 which, uh, as we all know, that's when COVID came along. So the big three changes that are out there are COVID, and I want to back. I want to go back to that and brief you a little bit on how that's impacting people. So it's COVID, uh, employee referral programs being the number one source of new talent uh, with employers, and then thirdly, LinkedIn as a job search uh, tool. Uh, growing ever more uh, sophisticated over time. So with regards to um, COVID, now we have all these virtual-based jobs. That was not the case, obviously, two years ago. And I think employers are waking up to the realization that they've got highly productive, highly motivated um, folks working out of their homes and they can measure their performance, and it's a lot less expensive for them to run things that way versus uh, a person sitting in a cubicle at a classic brick-and-mortar location. Uh, With regards to employee referral programs, for the last three years, here's the numbers, 45% of all new hires across the board, uh, industries, functions, uh, it's the number one highest source of quality talent is through an employee referral program. And the other number you need to be aware of is you'd think everybody and their brother was going to realize, okay, that's the way i got to get into a company. But today, still, for the last two years, it's only 7% of people apply to a role through an employee referral program, uh, which is Shocking, but and then the last item, LinkedIn. As we all know, LinkedIn was bought by Microsoft in 2016. It's grown into this really super sophisticated tool. You need to know how to learn how to use it. But the, the key thing you really want to be aware of over the last two years is because of LinkedIn, the classic resume has shifted in its role. It's now the resume two years ago might have been your first impression. Now it's LinkedIn. 
So those are the three big changes that I'm seeing. You know, and it's interesting that employee referral programs have kept their hold. I mean, it's been it's been a big part of the process forever, right? The networking and all of that. But then right. when the um, diversity goals hit, I heard a lot of talk about employers saying, "Okay, we see that referral referral programs." perpetuate sameness, right? They perpetuate not reaching out to diverse um, groups. So how have you seen that shift, maybe how people are encouraging the referral programs or how they're structuring them so that they don't continue those lack of diversity issues? Very good point. Yeah, another, uh, the uh, diversity goals uh, and corporate culture are gonna be unique to the given company. And what I'm finding is that employers are waking up to the realization of, can we use employee referral programs as a form of getting high-quality diversity uh, candidates into our company? The answer is yes, but the devil is in the details. So they're kind of figuring their way around what is still somewhat of a new tool. And um, they're getting better at it, but you've got to bear in mind this is a new tool to them. And kind of evidence of you know, how new this tool is, anyone with a new tool is going to make mistakes. And one of the real, um, uh, maybe it's not a surprise that I have seen is employee, employers have shifted to um, not paying the uh, compensation, the employee referral compensation up front. Now they're waiting to the six-month mark. Because what they realized through trial and error is when they were paying the employee up front, those uh, new candidates didn't always work out. By the six-month mark, they're, they're there to stay. So with regards to your uh, question, the whole uh, job, the, the whole employee referral uh, tool is still somewhat new, and uh, the diversity elements of it are being fine-tuned as we go. So. Yeah, they're trying to figure it out, right? Um, oh, yeah. And I, you know, it's interesting. It was probably 2012 or 2013. There was a startup in the incubator in Fort Collins, Colorado, and this was part of their their thing. Well, this was their thing where they had a technology that it would allow the company to have their employees connect their LinkedIn network to the company referral program so that the company could automatically see the connections and the second level connections of all of their employees so that it would facilitate their referrals. And of course, like right as they were getting going, LinkedIn locked down their API to where, you know, hardly anything really interfaces with LinkedIn. And, um, but it was a really interesting technology, and I think that we're going to start to see some of those come back and figure out how to tap into some of the networks that maybe aren't on LinkedIn because LinkedIn does yeah. have their API shut down so hard. Yeah, and what you're, what you're referring to is kind of a new adage out there. The old adage that you and I have known for years has been, it's who you know. But what you just described perfectly underscores the new adage, which is it's not just who you know, it's who they know. And if that, comes, if that uh, ends up bringing in the right candidates at the least cost, hey, why not? It's just a new tool. We've got to figure out how to use it. So, 
Yeah. And it, it brings your point back to the LinkedIn and how important LinkedIn is um, in their job search, because although I would say it goes beyond LinkedIn and it's really their whole digital platform and digital network because they've got so many opportunities to connect besides just LinkedIn. But of course, for most people, Mm -hmm. it it does start with LinkedIn and that's a good place to start. Right, right. Well, and we'll dive more into LinkedIn here in just a little bit. But so let's talk about your job success, job search success formula. What are, tell, tell us what your job search success formula is. Okay, this is one of those things that's become a little bit timeless, and I can say that having done this for 25 years, uh, this is tried and true, this isn't speculation, this is a uh, formula for job search success. Let's define job search success as finding the, I think we're agreeable on this, it's finding the right role in the least amount of time with the least amount of effort. So it's the role you're going to be happy with today, and also, you know, be positioned for uh, growth opportunities with that new employer into the future. So based upon that uh, definition, what I've learned is there is a job search success formula, and it is the following, and I'll drill down into the details a little bit, but job search success is equals credentials plus trust plus timing. Your credentials are your resume, your LinkedIn profile, and your interview skills. Trust is your inside contact at that uh, employer. And then um, timing is uh, a little bit self-evident in that the company has to be hiring. So we have two categories on uh, the timing. Obviously, if it's it's either advertised or not advertised. If it's advertised, it's obvious. There it is. There's the posting. Uh, where it gets really interesting is um, unadvertised, which I think we can safely assume that's probably half the jobs that are out there. I've seen that through a sampling of about 100 people a year that go through here. And what we've learned here is that we can create perfect timing for the unadvertised job market, which essentially doubles uh, the amount of opportunities for the job seeker who's classically doesn't know how to get into the unadvertised job market. Right. Yeah, that's great. So thinking about their credentials, their trust, and their their timing, um, which, of course, we don't know. And that's why we teach people to build the relationships so that you have them when you need them versus having to, you know, go out, go all out trying to build that network when you when you need it. Um, which people struggle exactly. with that piece of it, right? They struggle with the long game, if you will. <laughs> oh, exactly. Now, the uh, the trust element on that, uh, that isn't just a matter of, okay, I've got this person who's working at the company and, uh, you know, they can uh, get me into their employee referral program. Um, that's that's wonderful. That The trust element gets you to the front of the line. You uh, get to where you want to go a lot faster because the first people that are looked at classically are those that came through the employee referral program. Where uh, it really gets interesting on the trust element, though, is this. For you to get the right role, the one that you love, means you've got to have accurate answers to your questions, and your questions are specific to things that are important to you. 
What is the corporate culture like there? Do they, you know, promote from within? Do they reimburse for education, et cetera, et cetera? Put together, you know, the 20 questions that you'd want to ask someone working at a, at a company. Um, that trust agent is really the best single source of 11th hour accurate information to those answers. If you don't go that route, then, you know, the, the, the classic thing, you go to places like Glassdoor, et cetera, who have fair information, but those people don't have a vested interest in telling you the truth. Think about this. If you're talking to someone about their company and about a particular role and what it's really like to work there, that person is not going to, pardon my French, BS you because they know that if they do you and you land a role there and it's not what they said it was, uh, you know, you they, um you kind of know where they live. So there's a vested interest there on the part of that inside contact to tell you the straight scoop about a particular company with information you just are not going to find in a public venue. Right, and that, um, yeah, that's it's so important to build those real relationships. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue talking about kind of those inside contacts and how you build them, and then end with what are some of the biggest misconceptions on the part of job seekers. So Career Confidant is brought to you by Career Thought Leaders, and we've got our symposium coming up in April. We're going to be in person, downtown Philadelphia. And if you are a career services provider in an organization or in your own business, you'll want to be there to get the latest in the career services industry. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back with Mark in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we've been talking with Mark Bartz about how the job search has changed and what you can do to land that the job you want faster. So Mark, we were just talking about these inside contacts and that importance of trust that really goes you know, both ways. Obviously, that's what trust is, where we also right. get to trust the information that's coming from people about the companies. Right, right. Um, I think we were going to talk about the, the, the three largest motivators for these inside contacts to help us. Yeah, yeah. Why do people? Um, why would people want to help us get into their company? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think that's kind of the question that everybody has. It's like, well, why in the world would this person that doesn't know me from Adam uh, go out of their way to help me? And what I've seen. Uh, and, and by the way, we we have a moniker for these people. We refer to them as trust agents. Um, and um, what I've discovered is that there are people at these companies in these different roles that you know you you want to get them to help you uh, get to the front of the line through an employee referral program and also brief you on. Hey, what is it like to work there? But then the question of the day is, well, why in the world would they help us? And uh, there's really three things come to mind right away. Uh, one is they, uh, it's compensation. It's an employee referral compensation, which for, um, for my folks that go through our business, uh, and bear in mind we are the medical health care arena, so med device, biotech, pharma, and all that good stuff, that compensation to that employee right now is averaging $3,000. So that kind of surprises people who uh, don't realize that it's that, that much. So these employees, in a, set, in a sense, have become their own um, recruiters for the company. Uh, so a second motivator, though, for people is what I call an IOU, which is very simple. Um, they help you get into their company, and you kind of owe them uh, down the line. Uh, and how you owe them uh, is really through the one thing that you have that is the greatest of value of all to them in the future, and that's your network. Those are the relationships that you've built over the years that are real, that will get you know that individual um, – or get you on the phone with some company down the road, uh, those relationships are priceless, and uh, you can always go back to that individual who you got into your company and go, hey, you don't say, you know, hey, you owe me, but with great finesse, obviously, you can remind them, I got you in here, and by the way, I'm looking for at uh, this company uh, that your friend works at. Can you make an introduction for me? So it's an IOU. The third big motivator, though, and this one shocked me, and I think this will be pleasant, uh, this will be magic to everybody's ears, pure old-school altruism. Guys, I'm serious. It's for real. And if I, if I had to list those three in any particular order of, of prevalence, believe it or not, it's altruism. People simply want to help other people, even if there's nothing in it for them. 
Yeah, there's, uh, and there is a lot in it for them. I don't know, you know, I, you don't want to bank on this, but I mean, companies are paying big bucks to employees they to are. refer to refer in right now too. True. Yep. Yeah. But so it's, I think uh, there's again, a, it's uh, it's a fraction of what they would have paid a classic recruiter, uh, and so it uh, it makes a lot of sense. And also the other thing too that. It, uh, I failed to mention, though, with the um, employee referral programs and that $3,000 employee referral, what you're going to find today more so than ever, and this is a big change in the last two years, is when you decide, hey, I want to go and apply for some job, and you're talking to your trust agent, that company, don't be surprised if they give you, uh, it's a customized URL, and it might be something that's like, you know, abbottlabs.com forward slash Jim Smith. You click on that, and what it does is it automatically goes into the uh, employer's applicant tracking system. And um, that automatically credits that particular employee through that specific uh, URL. So, again, you and I were chatting earlier about how they're continually streamlining the whole employee referral program uh, tool. There's another example. So, yeah, yeah. There's so many opportunities, and as you said, I mean, it's really there's a lot of benefits to everyone for um, for these re- real relationships. Yeah, absolutely, and that's also I failed to mention, but that's uh, actually the highest, not just the single source of. Uh, quantity-wise of new employees, but it's still, employee referrals are still ranked the number one highest quality source. And again, it's because your own employee has got a lot vested in putting their name on the line to bring someone into the company. So, Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about then how do you get into those conversations? So what are the ways that people break into this unadvertised market? Yeah, let's chat about that. Uh, and this is some really neat stuff. And this is sort of an evolving art form, uh, as it were, out there. So I'll touch on a few things that your uh, listeners can uh, tap into right away. Because, again, let's just carefully suggest that the uh, unadvertised job market represents 50% of what's out there. So one way in uh, is through informational interviews. And I know that that's classic old school, but it still is tried and true. And um, basically, you get on the phone, you've got very specific questions to ask the individual. And then um, I want to share with you some statistics about the success rate on informational interviews. Very few people do this, and I think it's because they can't see the job, and it's just counterintuitive to be looking for something you can't see. But what we find is that for every four informational interviews you conduct, and keep in mind this is only like a 20-minute phone chat, um, it converts into one actual interview that you would not have gotten otherwise. You got it through the informational interview, and what we find is When you're on the phone and you're talking to someone and you're conducting this informational interview, one of three things happens. Uh, It's either, hey, there's a job that just opened within the last three weeks. The employer has not posted it yet. 
because the employer, obviously, for monetary reasons, is holding off. They want to see, hey, does someone on our team, can they come forward and, and propose a candidate for us? So either there's something there now, and it, it opened up within the last three weeks, or you get on the phone, you talk to this uh, trust agent at this employer, and within the next three weeks, pretty consistently, uh, if you have conducted four of these informational interviews, you typically are going to get a call back on an a, a, a opportunity that came up since you last talked to that person, is, and it's typically within a three-week window. And then the third thing that happens, uh, and this is really cool, is you, you're on the phone, you're talking to this person, this trust agent, you're conducting an informational interview. There's nothing there now. Nothing's coming up in the next three weeks at that employer. But guess what? That trust agent reaches out to a colleague of theirs at another company who is hiring for a role that you've, uh, you know, you've kind of discussed that type of role with your trust agent, and next thing you know, you're on the phone talking to a total stranger that got referred, um, that you got referred to via your trust agent that you conducted the initial informational interview with. Is that pure altruism? I don't know. Is it maybe employee referral commission? Yeah, that other person you got referred to uh, is going to collect an employee referral. Uh, Is it the IOU thing? Yeah. You know what, Uh, Marie, I think it's all three. So, So, yeah, that is, I mean, it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity if people think a little bit bigger than just applying online, right? And maybe that factors in here to our last question. Uh, what sure. are some of the biggest misconceptions of job seekers? Okay. Um, I think that probably the biggest uh, misconception uh, or I, I think what I would refer to as, uh, well, as, as a mistake, I want to cover both of those. The biggest misconception is that a LinkedIn profile is a copy and paste of the resume. It is not. Think of the resume and the LinkedIn profile as dance partners. They're very different, but they complement one another. The resume is now the outline for an effective interview. That's a big misconception that people don't grasp that. Uh, And then I think the biggest mistake that people make would be waiting too long to start their job search. If there's writing on the wall, read it, believe it. And then the other second biggest mistake uh, that people make is um, you need to talk to someone who's been there, done that, get a mentor. Someone is going to tell you this is what works, this is what doesn't work. Because otherwise, if you go back to using the tools that you used two years ago, you may find yourself floundering for quite a while. So, Yeah. Well, I so appreciate all this content that you've shared with people, and hopefully they'll take heed of those mistakes and misconceptions. And Tell us where they can connect with you, Mark. How can they find you to learn more? Okay. I think the best thing – would it be okay just to give a straight uh, phone number, or do you want the personal email? What is your preference? a phone number is great, and they'll probably want to maybe follow you on LinkedIn to, to learn a little bit more sure. as well. Yeah, why don't we do that then? So on LinkedIn, you can find me under Mark Bartz, M-A-R-K-B-A-R-T-Z, and then a direct 
uh, phone number, if I can give that out, uh, is area code 989-402-2242. Again, that's 989-402-2242. Excellent. So I would encourage you if you're in job search, especially in the in the medical field, but in any other field, medical sales, follow Mark, get his, his information there. Such great nuggets that you've shared to help people move forward in their job search. And of course, we will be right back here on Career Confidant. We're going to continue talking about some job search and hidden job market opportunities. We will say goodbye and, and thank you to Mark. And we'll be right back here on the Career Confidant. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, this is Marie, and you are back at the Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Mark Bartz about job search and how you can really turn the job search upside down and and have those contacts, have those inside men and women um, and people, folks working on your behalf before you have a job opportunity. And this is a challenge for most job seekers. It's honestly a challenge for most business owners just to think about how we create opportunity before it exists. How do you get in the door before there's even a job? How do you, you know, have that client thinking about you before they need you? That is the secret sauce to business, to job search, to life, really, is to have those relationships with people that are real 
not fake, not shallow, but real people that trust you, that you can trust, that when something comes available, you can give them a call and you can say, hey, Mark, is this for real? I see this job posted. Tell me the, you know, tell me the scoop. And he called it an informational interview. I hate that term. I don't want to get caught up in logistics or linguistics because it's not that big of a deal. But I'd encourage you not to use that term when you're asking for these conversations, you simply call your your colleague and you say, you know, hey, Mark, I see this is posted. What's going on? Or, hey, Mark, I'm interested in making a transition. I'm looking at different companies in the area. One of them that caught my eye was this company that you used to work for or you still work for. This is not this. We don't want to make this into a bigger deal than it needs to be. And it's not asking for a job. It is asking about industry trends, company. You want to have more than one company that you're looking at. You don't want it to be, you know, hey, Mark, I'd like to know about your company. But, hey, I'm looking at some companies in the industry. I've identified these three. I see that you've worked with these ones or you're currently working at this one. You know, what are your thoughts? Then it doesn't put so much pressure on people. It's not about you getting a job at their company. It's really about a conversation. And I've had people come to me and they say, oh, you know, Marie, my client's an executive. And these conversations just don't seem at the right level. Well, then take it to that level. Talk about strategy. Talk about vision. Talk about the economy, how that's going to impact the business. You in your client or you, if you're the job seeker, can really think about what level of conversation is going to engage the person across the table from me, because that's the conversation you want to have. It really doesn't matter, you know, what, how it relates specifically to your job at the beginning. You can get there. You can figure that out. It's more about engaging them in a conversation. And if you're at the, you know, C-suite level, having that big conversation is going to bring it back to your role. And, and you really want to keep it big picture, lots of ways that they can help you, information that you can gather that's going to be helpful. You want everyone to walk away from those conversations feeling like it was a great opportunity for everyone. For the person across from you, that's that they get to share, they get to take a break, they get to connect with someone. This is one of those um, maybe myths out there is that everybody's too busy or everybody's working virtually. Yes, but we all are craving connection. And if you give someone an opportunity to really have a fun, interesting, connective conversation, it's going to feel good at the end, whether or not they were able to help you get a connection or they're able to you know, refer you into that job. But guess what? They'll be more likely to do those things if you have a fun, interesting, engaging conversation. So you really want to think about what would this person like to talk about? What are their interests? What are what's their role in in these big picture conversations? Or if it's not, you know, if you're talking to someone that's not at that level, what would they be interested in talking about that relates to their job or their company or their industry? And if someone's not interested in talking about those things you really they're not a good person for you to talk about anyways so figuring out how you can approach the conversation is a big part of it and then simply getting out there and having them 
start with the people that you already know. We talk a lot about, you know, finding people in your target companies that can help you. However, who are those people that can make those connections? Start with those people, get that warm connection, and then the conversation is going to be more palatable. It's going to be more uh, likely to happen for all the reasons, right? You're going to be more likely to ask for it because you've got that in referral and the person's going to be more likely to say yes because they've got that mutual trust, that mutual connection, as Mark was talking about that that trust is so important. So find someone that already has that trust factor with you and then build on that. Um, and I would recommend highly, uh, it's a book called I Need to Know You. It's by Kim- Kimberly Specks, and she is one of the presenters for our, our annual symposium, Career Thought Leaders, that's coming up in April. And, it, you know, watch her stuff. You follow her on LinkedIn and it, and she's a master networker. And again, the book's called I Need to Know You. And she actually went out be, right before COVID and had a goal of meeting 100 people, going into networking events, and just having these open conversations. And for those of us, especially who are introverts or shy or just haven't done this very much, It can often feel like, well, what do I say? What do I do? What's the purpose of this conversation? And um, sometimes that's the purpose. The purpose is to meet someone, to get to know them, to understand what's going on maybe in their industry or in their company. But that's it. It doesn't have to have some big goal. In fact, sometimes the big goal gets in the way because the big goal is me focused. I want a job. I need a job. And when we have that I focused goal, especially if the person can't help us or isn't comfortable helping us because we just met, uh, it can put a downer and make that conversation a downer. Nobody feels good afterwards. The person doesn't want to return your calls. You don't really want to follow up with them. And then it was a a waste of everyone's time and a little bit of a waste of our social capital because we did, you know, we did do that conversation, but now we don't have anything to, to back it up. We don't really have a relationship in that, in that person between that person and ourselves. So when we think about the hidden job market, Um, This is actually coming up here. I started a newsletter on LinkedIn. If you're following me on LinkedIn, you've probably seen it all about the numbers and the data behind some of these maybe big myths in the careers industry. And we're going to be talking about the hidden job market here in in a couple of episodes, uh, a couple of newsletters, because this is something that we don't understand. It isn't that 70% of jobs aren't advertised. That's a a data point that's thrown around that's not true. The the data point is that 70% or around thereabouts are hired because they knew someone. So that job very well could have been posted publicly, but when it came right down to it, they hired someone that someone else knew, that someone else had some, they had some knowledge of that person. And here's how that might look. So when I worked at Colorado State University, I hired for a a position in an academic department. This position was publicized because that's the law, right? It's a state institution, it's going to be publicized role. 
and we had a process, a scoring system, et cetera. We went through the scoring system and we were going to interview, going to phone interview the top 10 people. But I knew I had seen the number 13 person present at a campus tour at a different school that I'd gone to. She had been the leader of the campus tour. And I said, oh, we need to interview this person. And so we didn't break any rules. We interviewed all 13 people because we had flexibility in how many phone interviews we did. We just couldn't skip anyone. So we phone interviewed 13 people. The person that I knew, number 13, she blew everyone away. And so she got brought in with a group of four that got to come for on-campus interviews. She continued to blow everyone away, even though we had people that were had more degrees than she had. And in the university, sometimes that matters when perhaps it shouldn't. And so she got the job, even though if that if I did not know her, she would not have gotten a phone interview. She would never have had a chance. That is the hidden job market. It has nothing to do with whether or not the job is posted, it has everything to do with your network going to bat for you in whatever way they can, because everyone likes to hire some kind of known quantity or at least have them in the pool to have a comparison against, right? I'd seen her perform in her job. She'd been great. It was in a similar role that we were hiring her to do and, and it worked out, right? When we do networking, it isn't about getting a job. It's about building our professional cheering squad, if you will. Uh, maybe not the great example for some of us, but um, you know, whatever, your basketball team, your football team, whatever, you, whatever analogy you want to consider, that's what it's really about. And having those advocates who are out there and guess what? Then you're also an advocate for that person. It goes both ways. And people who understand that are the people that are going to say yes when you ask for these conversations. And you want to have those opportunities to build relationship. I highly recommend you do them over Zoom or in person, the phone. Email's not great. It can work, but no one's, you know, building a great relationship over email. And of course, LinkedIn, we can do it there, but I, it's going to take time and you do eventually want to get that person on a one-to-one -one phone call or Zoom or whatever, because LinkedIn is, it's still just my avatar talking to your avatar, right? So the more that we can make it human, the more likely it is that that person will vouch and, and advocate for you when there's an opportunity to do so and that you can do the same for them when there's an opportunity for you to do it. When we think about those opportunities and how you want to build that into your process, and LinkedIn is a big piece of it. It is where people are going to go first to find you, although I would argue that there are many ways that people are finding you online today. And the latest job fight study actually showed that LinkedIn has been surpassed by Facebook. And, you know, that doesn't mean that Facebook is better, but it does mean that recruiters are using every and any option to find you online. And depending on their industry and who they are, they might not go to LinkedIn first. They might go to Instagram. They might go to Facebook. They might go to Twitter. Um, so we want to think about our entire digital presence. We're going to talk about that when we come back here in just a few minutes. We'll be right back here on The Career Confidant in just a few minutes. 
You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler hits on topics every week that affect small business owners across this country. They provide insights that show entrepreneurs how to reduce stress, wear fewer hats, and work shorter hours. Take your business from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today, early, we were talking with Mark Bartz about job search and how you can go about building those relationships and building the elements that you need to position yourself to take advantage of these opportunities. And he was talking about how three things have changed job search. COVID, of course, pushing people remote, um, causing just a huge shakeup in the market. And, you know, it's just all over the place. I mean, some industries are hard up for talent. Some industries are getting more applications than they've ever had. And, there's remote opportunities, but those opportunities are going to be more competitive. So how do you get into those? He was talking about the power of employee referral programs. We've talked a lot about making those relationships and building into where you can be the referred or known quantity. And then also that LinkedIn piece, which is where we were headed now. So I've mentioned that the latest job bite research showed that employers are using more systems than ever. And their data did show that Facebook had surpassed LinkedIn in terms of what employers are using to find candidates, but that isn't the story here. It is really the distribution that they are using everything. They're using Facebook, they're using Twitter, they're using LinkedIn, they're using Instagram, they're using TikTok, they're using anything, especially in the in the areas where they're having a talent shortage, they're using anything and everything that they can use to find a client. Now, what this means for you, the job seeker, is, or, or if you're working with job seekers, 
is that we need to figure out what are our recruiters using and be careful. There's a huge assumption that if I'm at a certain level that my recruiters will only be on LinkedIn. Be careful with that. Let's do our research. Let's dig in and find places where we can connect to our recruiters. And you're not just looking to quote unquote be found. And this is true even on LinkedIn. We do want to have a strong optimized profile. However, that's so passive, right? Sit around and wait to get found, maybe. There's so much more opportunity that really doesn't take that much effort to research our target companies, to find the people that work there that are active on LinkedIn, to comment on their posts. That's the first place everybody can start. Find those posts, even from your target companies on their company page, when you, tar- when you comment on a target company post on LinkedIn, what you'll find is that you'll get engaged with their sales and marketing people who are watching those posts. It's not a bad thing, right? Maybe they can introduce you to those engineers. Maybe they can make some of those introductions if you start those relationships. Then you can do the research using the company feature on LinkedIn. You look at the people, you search by your keywords, and you find the people who are in your companies that are active. Who's posting? There's actually a life tab on a company's LinkedIn page that will give you the posts that other people in the company are posting. And you can see there who's posting and who's active. But I'd encourage you to go through some of your keywords, search for other engineers, search for engineering managers, search for you know whoever it is, and see are they active there. Then I'd also encourage you to start commenting, not just liking, but commenting on their posts and give you my little comment sandwich. Some of you have probably heard this already, but the first part is a compliment. What do you like about their post? What resonates with you? Or perhaps just a simple thank you for posting that. Thank you for bringing this issue up, you know, up. And you don't want to comment on stuff that you have a negative opinion about, just move on, scroll past. If you disagree or you have something else to add, do that. Can, you know, be in a collegial way. Hey, that's a great topic. Or I really like this one piece that you said. This is just good leadership. It's the yes and. It's the, hey, I like this and I would add that. Find something to compliment. Add your stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to agree, but you don't have to be rude about the fact that you disagree. So I like your point about this. I would add this, and that could be completely disagreement, and that's okay. And then third part is you either ask them a question or you tag someone else to bring them into the conversation. This keeps your comment going. And if your conversation continues, you're building relationship, you're getting more visibility, it's a win-win for everyone. So compliment, content, your credibility, and then connection. When you do that in your comments, 
you continue the conversation and you'll have good results. You'll actually build some relationships just through commenting, not even adding any of your own content in a post or worrying about content strategy, all that. Just start with comments on your target company posts and the people that work at your target companies. If you're going to use LinkedIn, yes, have your optimized profile and then do that. Next step, if you really want to find some opportunities to connect, research those target companies on Twitter or Instagram and research the people who you see on LinkedIn. Maybe even if they're not active on LinkedIn, see if they're active on Instagram, Twitter, or perhaps some other place where your industry is active, like for software people, you've got GitHub, whatever it might be, where your industry might be active. See if they're active there and start engaging, commenting, building that relationship. Guess what? It's actually easier on some of those other platforms because people are more engaged there. They're there more often than they are on LinkedIn. So those would be my thoughts to you as you're looking for building your network, using LinkedIn and other social social media as a tool. And if you want more on that, again, this will be the topic in depth of my LinkedIn newsletter this Friday. If you haven't been following along, it's called Careers by the Numbers. It's, it's on my LinkedIn profile. It's featured posts, so you can find it easily. We've talked about resume myths, ATS myths, and those have been the last few ones so that you can go back and catch up. And then we'll dive into the social media and social sourcing this week. We also have, as I said, our Career Thought Leaders Symposium coming up in April, April 10th through the 13th in person in Philadelphia. So excited. This is one of the first in-person events um, in the industry to come back. And we've got a great lineup. It's open to any career services provider. And you can learn about that at careerthoughtleaders.com. And on our events section, you'll see the 2022 symposium. If you have ideas for the show, or other topics that you'd like us to cover, I'd love to hear those. You can email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.